0: O-tinger. We're going. Oh, we are. Up? Yeah, we're I, on. Yeah. Oh. Cool. This is uh, Mark. Mark, original, brewed according to the German purity law. Ah, I thought the German purity law ended a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it actually says that on there. There you go. Hey guys, and welcome to the Uneducated Opinion Podcast, where two guys sit down, drink beers, talk about everything and anything, mostly things that they don't know about. Yeah. Uh, I'm your co-host, Andy. And... Uh, I'm Steve. And guys, welcome to... to Episode 6. Yeah, this uh, episode on German purity. Yeah. We're going for the perfect Aryan brew.
1: (laughs) Oh... Andy has a habit of using jokes that I'm not allowed to make.
0: <laughs> I'm also in the habit of brewing... Uh, brewing. I'm also in the habit of pouring beers really badly. This is 99% <laughs> fraud right now. So we'll just let that sit for a little bit and uh, we'll start the podcast. Cool. How are you doing? Good. Really good. Uh, have you had many like German Pilsners before?
1: I have never had a German Pilsner before. I've had a couple of uh, darker German beers that uh, one of the ladies from the gym brought in once to a Christmas party. Yep. Um, I'm already not a massive fan of dark beer, so I think that...
0: Well, this isn't dark.
1: No, but the beers that she brought in, I wasn't a massive fan Uh, of, but I think I'm already not a massive fan of dark beer. So Is is it a wheat beer?
0: No, it's not. I did say that last time. It is a barley beer. Okay. So, like, a regular beer. Um... The ingredients are <laughs> water, barley malt, hop, hops extract. I thought it said hops extract. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <"Sex-tract." laughs> uh, And it's best before 2020. So we're well within the use by date of this. Cool. Beer. And it's non GMO. That is really good because mm. I'm sick of the Gamos
1: beer. Beer. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't made by them. Yeah. Also, I can't understand ninety percent of the stuff that's written on it because ninety percent of it is written in, in German. German. That's all right, don't cheers again. Here I was patiently waiting <sighs> Sorry. for your I knew patiently waiting I for your froth to dissipate. <laughs> cheers.
0: What do you think? Hate it, love it. I like it.
1: I like it, but I've also really thirsty. Yeah, which helps. Um, I, I, did we talk about that last week? I had a one of the guys I was away with, we got table water and we'd been out wandering around all day, hadn't really drunk any water, but they brought table water over while we were waiting for our beers and I went to grab my water and he grabbed my hand and he was like, don't. And he's like, I was like, why? And he goes, because when you're this thirsty, the first sip of beer is going to taste incredible. <laughs> and I was like... Good point. So we waited and it did. The first sip of beer was awesome. (laughs) By the time I got to the bottom of that beer, I wasn't even enjoying it. But (laughs) the first three sips were unreal. Uh, Yeah,
0: I've been there and it is nice. Um, I want people that are watching this to know that we're drinking out of some really cool beer mugs. And I'll tell you the story about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to a garage sale with Kush Mm -hmm. and she saw them and she's like, we must have them and that's why we have them.
1: I really thought that was going to go further. <laughs> nope. Is that actually how you got them? Yeah, yeah. They so, are cool.
0: They're very cool. I mean, like when she said we should get these, I was. Are they just a ceramic? They are. Aren't yeah. They? Yeah. Um, I was instantly like, yes, hundred percent. But what's really cool is the only beers that you can that kind of fill these up are beers like that—the big tall glass thingies. Yeah. Because what is this? Uh, Seven yeah, point five
1: another. two. What is that? It'd be liters.
0: No, no, I in like, you know, <laughs> it's like you know, like it's, you not know, a
1: screener, uh, it's not. Oh, I don't even know because remember we spoke about this a little while ago, and I was giving you a whole bunch of um, yeah, yeah measurements. Well, I went back through that podcast and cross-checked myself with actual fact, and I didn't get a single one of them right. Okay, so all my measurements were off. Um, so
0: MIDI is not two seventy five.
1: No, and I, I said two hundred or two twenty, but I think maybe it. Is two seventy
0: five. Oh, it is two seventy
1: five potentially. Yeah, and then it's is three seventy five. Four twenty five.
0: Four twenty five.
1: Apparently, huh. yeah.
0: Because what, like a, a regular beer is like three seventy five, right?
1: Yeah. So apparently, so you you can't quite pour a regular beer into a schooner, ah. like to fill it. Yeah. okay. Which I think makes sense of proper schooner.
0: Who would have thought?
1: Who would have thought that this
0: podcast about beers knows nothing about beers? Yeah. At all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna talk a bit about the taste. Yeah, or? describe the taste to me. I actually describe the look of it because
1: it's the, very light.
0: Yeah, but it's one thing to drink out of a clear glass, but drinking out of ceramic makes this thing look like, you know, cold urine in a basin. Tastes similar too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I actually don't mind the taste. It's a good beer, um, but it's, it's really nice cold. Yeah, you don't a, know
0: what it's going to taste like if it warms up.
1: Well, why do you taste warm beer?
0: I, I don't know, but remember, um, who's that? Uh, Anna? Is it Anna? Yeah. She was like, oh, you know, the, the bean must have been really bad because it took oh, me an entire no, she podcast. was making
1: fun of my coffee making oh, okay, skills, right, yeah. Right. in reality she's right, it was uh, poor coffee beans. <laughs> not, not poor coffee <laughs> making. It wasn't the poor coffee making, yeah. we were working it, with bad beans. It
0: wasn't, that's just how I drink coffee, Anna, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have not acquired the taste yet.
1: No, Andy doesn't... Um, I think that was his first black coffee, wasn't it? First Probably, time he had uh, black I've, co- I've
0: had tried it before, mm. but that's the first time I haven't spat it out.
1: Okay. Yeah, right. Because what are you drinking at the moment? mockers, if you do drink a coffee.
0: I, I just haven't drank coffee in a while. I okay. had a Red Bull at Nationals.
1: Did you? That's I had a Red Bull yesterday. Yeah. Do you
0: train on Red Bulls and stuff? Because a lot of people do that,
1: right? No, not really. I just had one. I was on my way home, and I just like one since i went on that trip and we went to went to red bull yeah and i tried a couple of things over there i was just i don't know why I, i've justified it in my head somehow that like oh, I can have, i can have red bull or two a week yeah like because it's really bad for you right the chemicals are not good for you yeah what chemicals um, i don't know but i know that they're not good for you yeah okay fair. <laughs> like i know the stuff there's a reason why you not shouldn't drink them right i don't know whether if it's, if it's just the massive amount of caffeine i could probably have two red bulls a day and have the same amount of caffeine as I'm getting from the amount of coffee I drink anyway. Like How many if coffees do you have today? Today I've had two, three double shots so far, and I'll have another one when I get to work this afternoon. So I will have had eight okay. shots of coffee.
0: That's a lot, considering that I've had zero shots of coffee.
1: It's a bit, but also uh, I feel like people don't um, do don't realise that if you get a large coffee like that's two shots. Yeah, So it's not like I'm ordering an extra shot, I'm just getting a large coffee and they put two shots of coffee in. Whereas if you get a small coffee, they're just using a single basket or if they are using a double basket, then they're only using one side of the portafilter.
0: I feel like you would be better suited to a podcast about coffee. No, that's
1: already been done. I'm, I'm just saying that
0: you seem to know a lot about coffee, maybe more than some of the podcasts that are about coffee.
1: yeah. I definitely know more than those other dickheads. <laughs> now everything I know about coffee is from conversations with those other dickheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I do enjoy coffee and I do drink a bit of it. And I do try and make a decent coffee at home, like now we've got a coffee machine there and that sort of thing. Um, I just need to find a better set of beans to use. Mm, fair
0: enough. Yeah. Anyway, I'm so sorry I rudely interrupted you while you were describing The beer, the beer taste?
1: Beer. It's... I don't know whether if... I think it's what we're drinking out of. Yeah. Do you know, like when you drink out of, for example, again, you probably don't really understand it, but oh, if you drink water even, if you're drinking a glass of water yeah, out, of a, out of Yeah, I don't
0: understand. yeah, I
1: know, out of, I'm just changing my tone. If you don't, if you drink water out of a mug, like a ceramic mug, it just, something about drinking that water like doesn't seem right. Yeah, and same thing about now, I'm drinking a beer out of a ceramic cup. I feel like the ceramic is taking away from the taste of the beer. Yeah, 100%. Same I mean, as some it. people don't like drinking out of an aluminium cup. Yeah. I don't like Unless it's coffee or tea, keep the ceramic away from me.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, some people love drinking out of cans. Yeah. And
1: some like, people I hate w- drinking out of cans. I love drinking out of a can. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. But, um, yeah, I don't know. This is the first time I've tried to drink beer out of a ceramic and yeah, it's just not sitting very well with me. Yeah. But I would say...
0: It's probably similar to like when you described to me the difference between having a bong and a joint. And I'm like, I don't understand that because I don't do that stuff. But see. Uh, I'm yeah. just kidding. He's never said that to me. Yeah, that's
1: just after Andy finished explaining the difference between molly and ecstasy to me. <laughs> Again, only from personal experience. Uh, God. Let me tell
0: you what I think about this beer.
1: You tell me. Um, I feel like it's a little bit more towards the line of like what we said about Peroni. Like it, it's bleh? It's a bit bleh. Like it's n- no overpowering flavours that make me go, oh that's really good, Or that's really bad, but I'm drinking it going, it's okay.
0: See, I thought you would like this more than Peroni because it's bitterer, so it's more similar to like a VB. Uh,
1: can, can
0: you taste the bitterness? Yeah, I can. Mm. But it, it's not. It's more of an aftertaste
1: than an initial taste.
0: Which is a good thing about the VB is that it doesn't have like a really strong aftertaste.
1: Mm. Yeah. Because it punches you in the face with the first sip anyway. Yes. Yeah. And so it's like a weaker
0: aftertaste.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I think Adrian's going to be really disappointed with the, this beer selection as well.
1: Yeah. He seemed to not be overly happy with it. He's he? a huge
0: beer snob though. I is must he? Say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What was he talking about that he tried the other day? He tried an old of some sort. Just talking oh, yeah, about it um, on the Instagram page.
0: Yeah, he, he has he went out and like he ordered a bunch of all these like fancy ass beers and like spent a boatload of money just getting like a couple of mm. couple of different ones to try. Mm. He loves his beer. Mm. Um and I don't feel like he's someone that I like I'd talk to and be like, Yeah, you know a lot more about beer than I do. Yeah. Maybe you should have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> about beer instead about of beer. us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We do try and make sure that by the 15-minute mark of the podcast, though, we're off the topic of beer, though. Generally, yeah. Because we know that we don't know what we're talking about.
0: But yeah, um, let's go through a rating, because we haven't rated them. I guess we didn't have beer last week, but we can include the coffee in the beer rating.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: So what's your rating out
1: of the six drinks we've had? That we've had. Uh, Top to bottom or bottom to top? Uh, Let's start at the top. Start at the top. The Swindler is still my number one. The Squire. But that's
0: your favorite beer.
1: That's my favorite bit. It's yeah. going to be at number one, unless you bring me something new that I haven't tried before. Ooh,
0: That's a challenge that I'm willing to,
1: yeah, to try, for sure. Uh, so number one is the swindler. Number two is the VB. Number three is the furfy. Number four is this. Number five is the Peroni. Oh, the coffee. Um, yeah, number six.
0: You didn't like the coffee either (laughs) You didn't like a quadruple shot of
1: coffee No, I just like beer Yep (laughs) Uh, I would say
0: Number one Swindler As well I really like the Swindler It's good beer And I think just that day First podcast I was so excited And very thirsty
1: Uh, It was just so tasty I think that's our uh, Sit around the pool And have a beer Beer. Choice for this this summer For sure
0: Yeah Number two would have to be the... Wait, you didn't even mention the Furfy. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, number two would have to be the... I think I'm changing around. I think I'm going Peroni number two. Peroni
1: number two? Yeah, Peroni number two... But Peroni's so blair.
0: Yeah, it is, but it was like an easy drink for yep. that day. Um, Furfy number three. Uh... Oh, actually, no. I'll put this at number three. Before then the, the Fur- Before the Furfy. Mm-hmm. Then the Furfy at number four, then the Coffee at number five.
1: Oh, then the VB the <laughs> <BB> at last. <laughs> oh, you still had two of them, so I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> I, I love VB
0: as well.
1: Yeah, that's more offending my, as I said, my nostalgia. That's a very, that's offending my nostalgic <laughs> thoughts about VB. Um, I actually, maybe this would be in front of Furfy. It's not in front of VB, but I think it might be in front of Furfy. I do. I am enjoying this, and as I said, I think if I was drinking it out of a glass, you'd enjoy it more. I think I'd enjoy it more. I really think that makes a big difference. Have you really? Pl- have you ever played around much with like mango beers and stuff?
0: Yeah. Do you want to have the Matzo mango beer? Are we allowed to have ginger beers?
1: If they're alcoholic, oh. no. We can have ginger beer regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. I'd like. You know, have you had so Matzo obviously makes a mango beer, mm. but they also make a ginger beer. Really? And their ginger beer is really tasty.
1: Really? Mm. There's an alcoholic ginger beer. It's that, alcoholic. Is it? Yeah. Right, yeah. It might be the same one, but there's an alcoholic ginger beer that... Um, you know that restaurant on Grove Road, Mezzy Me? Yeah.
0: Down the bottom so. of the dip yeah.
1: on the right where the nursery is? Yeah. Um, they had an alcoholic ginger beer on tap for on tap. ages. Um, and I used to go there because I had a mate that was working there, so when the ashes was on we go sit down and because it's always quiet, he'd come sit down and we'd have a ginger beer together while we watch the cricket. Yeah. Um, But they ended up taking it off tap over there because of that exact reason, like the employees were just drinking the (laughs) alcoholic ginger beer. (laughs) Like tastes so good, but I think they still got it in bottles, but I couldn't tell you the name of it, the brand. That's also the first time I really enjoyed a pale ale was at that restaurant. They had a Kolsch pale ale, which is a German pale ale. Yeah off tap and that was you
0: just said you haven't had a German German beer before
1: it just clicked with me that I have yeah yeah. that one uh the Kolsch which was really really nice in fact I've tried to search for that again before but it seems to be hard to find in like a normal bottle shop yeah
0: yeah weird anyway you have a topic for us
1: topic oh yeah okay so I was gonna ask you and I've got an example because I know it's poorly framed how I'm trying to explain it Do you have, like, have you made any links in your own life of when you've started doing one thing more or doing another thing less or something, how it has affected mood, motivation, like, all that sort of thing in later? And my example that will make you understand it a little bit better is when I go through a phase where I don't drink at all and, like, so the last three weeks, like, I really haven't drunk that much since coming back from the States or maybe the last week and a half even... I find that my motivation for everything is significantly higher. So even if I'm in a phase where I'm only drinking two beers on a Saturday night with dad while we watch the footy or something like that, if I cut that out altogether and I go three weeks without drinking, I find my motivation to pick up the computer and do some work or do some uni or send some emails or something like that, like it's not even a thought, it's just like, yeah, I'll pick it up and I'll do that. Whereas if I have had any beers like over the last couple of weeks or if I'm in a phase of having two beers a week or more like going out on a bender on the weekend, my motivation to do that is super duper low and like it's really a battle for me to pick up the computer and actually do work. So my link is between sort of alcohol when I drink as a fairly regular thing, my motivation to get work done is extremely low. Even to the point where even outside of work, like things like libido, like just sex drive is like a lot lower when I'm drinking on weekends and that sort of thing. And like you think about it like, oh, when you're drunk, that's when you go out and chat to girls and stuff, but it's for the week afterwards, like just absolutely no interest at all.
0: Why do you think that is the case with alcohol? Is it the alcohol itself or is it the habit of drinking alcohol? I don't know.
1: Honestly, don't know. I don't know whether if it's the habit of drinking alcohol, or whether if there's a residual effect to the depressive nature of alcohol that just sort of changes, fluctuates mood over the week. Um, Because I know there's been some, like there's been some studies done that show even this isn't mental state, but like muscle inflammation levels in the body and that sort of thing can last up to a week after even just, like, two beers on a weekend. Like, you still have increased inflammation levels. Because at the end of the day, when alcohol comes in, the body's just recognising it as a poison, right? So the body's doing everything it can to get rid of that. So maybe that sympathetic effect of switching the brain on is just, like, a long-lasting thing. So your ability to then switch off and focus on other things is maybe really lessened.
0: So do you think of alcohol as a poison all the time?
1: Uh, do I think of it that way? No, but the body, that's, the body perceives it that way, right? Do you think uh, like drinking alcohol is a bad thing? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I, the only reason I ask is I wonder whether it's because you, because you think of alcohol as a bad thing, mm. then when you drink it, you're being naughty, and by not drinking it, mm. you're, you're exercising discipline. In your, in your head. And then because every time you that exercise- That causes me to be disciplined in other areas. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. every time you exercise discipline, then, you know, like willpower is like a muscle. You, you train know, it. You yeah. train it. You're getting better and better at being willful. Yeah. And then that leads to, you know, progress in other areas of your life.
1: Yep. It could even be slightly a, I guess it's almost what we're saying with it being almost a negative placebo effect. Yeah is almost what you're describing. Well, like,
0: I'm thinking of it as, like, a psychosocial, whereas you're, like, going, like, physiological, like...
1: Yeah, is there a physiological thing? Yeah. I like your approach, because I hadn't thought about that before, especially now that you say that. Draws back a memory that when Jane, that you live with, stopped drinking for however long she stopped drinking for. She didn't drink for ages. Mm. And then I saw her... And she actually That didn't
0: last, by the way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she actually said to me, like, you don't realise until you haven't had a drink for two or three weeks how much better you feel. Yeah. So I feel like maybe, and I, like, believed it straight away. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, of course. Da, 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 da. And then I stopped drinking for, like, five weeks leading into the Open two years ago. Yeah. And didn't drink all through the Open. And I was like, even when the Open's on, like, that's a stressful time for me doing the Open and it's, I'm still finding time to get more than enough uni work done, be ahead on my gym work, like my programming work, getting all my training in, getting the open done, like maintaining social relationships still and all that sort of thing. But um, is that a connection that I have then made with not drinking alcohol because it's something that Jane put in my head ages yeah. ago, or is it actually a physiological thing that's happening? Or is it what you said where I sort of think to myself, I'm in a really good phase when I'm not drinking alcohol because I'm using probably using my weekends more effectively towards like career building or training, yeah. training. and then, you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, trying,
0: I completely understand. I'm just letting you get your thoughts yeah.
1: out. Or do I, um, or is it actually something physiological that's happening that's not, being influenced by my thought process about it. Because you're right, I think about alcohol as being like, if I'm going through a phase of five weeks where I'm not drinking alcohol, it's generally a phase where I'm trying to just sort some shit out, so I'm being more disciplined during that point of time. And then when I am going out and drinking on the weekends, it's generally a phase where I'm laying back and relaxing. Yeah. And Um, not getting as much work done.
0: I guess, if we take into account what alcohol is, like... You know, uh it's obviously against the law to like drive on alcohol. It's mm. generally frowned upon to train on alcohol, <laughs> to study on alcohol, or basically participate in any of the mm. the things mentally that Mentally taxing. Well no just not mentally taxing, any of the things that uh require any higher cognition, right? Mm. So you're like you shouldn't work on alcohol. And you shouldn't. Uh, the only thing that's acceptable is having sex on alcohol, sleeping on alcohol, watching TV on alcohol, and I don't know, like social hang, settings. Social settings, right? Yeah. So if you, like none of those are uh, can directly correlate to you working and doing all of that stuff. Mm. So instantaneously, there's like this
1: psycho-social, psycho-social yeah, yeah.
0: Um, effect where you're like, you know, I. I I can't do that stuff if I'm doing this. Mm. Uh, at the same time, like, alcohol can be a way of, you know, unwinding, right? For sure. For a lot of people. i mm. um, not saying that it's the way or... The healthiest but, way. You know, like, for me, like, I'm not a big drinker, but I enjoy uh, beers. Like, I love the taste of them. It's something that is pleasant for us to bond over. Yeah. Uh, but, again, I'm the exact same as you, like, leading up to a competition I will generally cut out all alcohol mm. because it makes me feel like I'm doing something. Yeah. You know, even though my training hasn't changed, my diet might not even change that much, but like cutting out alcohol is like I'm winning. You know?
1: It's something you're doing towards preparation. Yeah, I'm being proactive yeah. in that way. Okay, that's a good point.
0: But I, I don't know. Like because that alcohol, is the first
1: thing I do in the middle of like, competition season, yeah. is like, oh, just cut the alcohol out. Everything else stays the same.
0: Well, I wonder if you switch the script a little bit and not talk about alcohol. Uh, so, like my a lot big vice of mine is not getting enough sleep, mm. and it's something that I've started really heavily tracking, but I haven't changed the behavior yet. Mm. Uh, so I get you know like I can sometimes on average get like six hours sleep,
1: mm. which
0: is like terrible for someone who's like trying to compete.
1: Competitively. Uh,
0: yeah, compete competitively. <laughs> someone. Uh, uh, at a good level <laughs> is what I mean. Yeah, at a good level. And, and, you know, like someone who's like trying to train pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, and like, we know this because this is the sphere that we play in. Yeah. Um, and you would tell someone that was doing that, like, hey, you need to get your head out of your ass. Mm. You need to stop training and spend those hours sleeping or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, I feel like if I got, like, that affects other things in my life. Because, like, I'll wake up tired. Yeah. I'll spend a lot of that morning maybe groggy. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll get a bit of dip in energy and then, like, come later in the afternoon. Again, I'll be groggy again. Mm. So, like, that's is that kind of what you're asking about? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's really coming at it from, like you said, more of a psychosocial Standpoint, which makes actually probably more sense than the physiological link that I'm trying to make somehow, because we know that it's not great for you from a health standpoint, and we know that it's not great for you the day after, and maybe even the day after that. But is it having as much of a lasting effect as what maybe I'm perceiving it to have? Yeah. Um, Especially if it's only I'm having two beers on a Saturday night. Like, is that really affecting my motivation levels on a Wednesday from a physiological side of point, mm. standpoint? And also, what's going on in your head? If there is some sort of physiological or biochemical thing going on with the alcohol itself and the reactions happening inside your body, how does that actually link to the part of your brain that handles motivation and that sort of thing?
0: Yeah. Well, like, I guess a good experiment for you to do with the alcohol is let's say you you like to watch a footy or cricket or whatever dumb sports you watch on TV um, uh, on a Sunday. And he can't catch a ball, so
1: that's why he doesn't <laughs> like them.
0: On a Sunday with your dad you have like two beers or whatever. Yep. Maybe if you exercise restraint and have one beer, limit yourself mm. and see how that affects your motivation levels.
1: Mm.
0: And mm. then you can see whether it's physiological mm. or cognitive.
1: Mm. I also find and I don't know whether you find this well, there's definitely certain, and obviously a social setting is one of them, but there's...
0: This seems like a really smart podcast. Tonight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, obviously the social setting is a big one, but there's certain settings where you just are there and something in the back of your head goes, Oh, I should have a drink Yeah. for this particular setting. Um, this podcast is becoming one of them. Like yeah. whenever we sit down to have a podcast, yeah, I I'm feel like, an
0: immense pressure to be drinking at all times during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not okay with it. Yeah. but it is. There is a pressure to do that. There is a pressure to do it.
1: I feel like we're the least the we're overly conscious about how much alcohol we drink for people that are trying to do a podcast about drinking alcohol. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we're the wrong type of people to be doing this
0: What a strange paradox that we've created for ourselves. (laughs) It is.
1: Um, But even like, so if I sit down and watch the cricket, it could be, if the Ashes is on and it's one o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, just the fact that I'm sitting down and watching the cricket, there's that link in my head that's like, oh... I should have a beer because I'm watching well, the cricket.
0: Do you think that if you watched a more interesting sport, oh. you wouldn't need to?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, like what, Andy? What's more interesting sport than cricket? I don't know. UFC. UFC. Uh, yeah. Badminton. So I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even want to have beer if I was sitting down watching the fight. Badminton. Unless I'm watching it out. <laughs> badminton. Yeah. Snooker. Snooker's is pretty interesting. I feel Golf. like you have much less of an appreciation for a skill level of a sport than I do. I think that's what's going on probably maybe because you haven't played them
0: no i tried they're too hard <laughs> yeah that's true Uh but no that yeah that's an interesting oh like give me another example of like something i think the drinking is a bad example okay. because we don't want to convince people not to drink that is not our place
1: <laughs> okay so that's for our, my other
0: podcast, my other
1: podcast. Your other podcast. The raw Barbell Club podcast. <laughs> uh, training then. I yeah. feel like this is a topic we could delve into very deeply on yeah. your podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. This feels like my podcast, yeah. not your podcast. <laughs> um, my podcast. Training, no, my podcast, that's fine. <laughs> training, for example, training levels are high. Libido is generally high as well, along with it. But I think that's testosterone. Unless you're overtraining. Unless you're overtraining. That's a really, and that's. They talk about that as being like a really good sign for overtraining, like a sudden loss in libido. Is like, okay, you're probably starting to push the envelope a little bit too much, under to overreach, and you need to tone it back a little bit. I think, though, because training does stimulate that testosterone release, which is linked to your sex drive. I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. I think anyway. Like, I think that's a pretty. I think I feel like that's a pretty clear cut connection that you can make between the two which explains it pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people that are not competitive exercises, mm. uh, I say that because, like, even though weightlifting is a sport, it really is, like, competitive exercise. You use weightlifting to improve mm. other sports as well. Yep. Same thing with CrossFit. So, you know, we always joke that CrossFit is competitive exercising, yep. but really, weightlifting is exactly the same. Mm. Powerlifting. Powerlifting is the same. I guess maybe sometimes strong, strong man can be yeah. similar to. Uh, but, you know, if you're just training for, like, life fitness, um, then definitely, like, just turning up to the gym a couple of days a week is going to drastically improve your testosterone levels mm. and potentially your libido
1: yep. if it
0: wasn't already high. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're an older person, right? Mm. If you're, like, 30s to 40s, mm. um, then you're definitely going to get some, you know, carryover. Mm. And you don't have to train every day. I think Mm. three to four days is pretty good.
1: enough. We've talked about it before, and again, this is so much more a conversation for your podcast, but we've talked about it before where there is a very big difference between training to be a competitive athlete and training for longevity and health. Yeah. Like the training to be a competitive athlete is talking about driving as much adaptation as possible without injury. And training to be healthy is about maintaining, maintaining, really. It's about maintaining good bone health, joint health, hormone levels, body fat percentage, so body composition, all those things, more so than driving for a performance indicator.
0: Yes. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, if you were to graph them, you'd have, like... Your training for competitive performance would kind of look like uh, an exponential graph. Like as you, as you train, you're going to train more and more and more and, and more. And the stimulus more. needs to get higher and, and higher and the stimulus needs to get higher yep. and higher, which is why it's exponential. Yep. And then training for late like general health is just going to look like a, a straight line going up. Yeah, a
1: fairly linear increase as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then if you look at injury risk, you can just basically plot that across yeah. And obviously, as you get older, your injury risk will improve uh, will increase just yep. because of age. Whereas, if you have that exponential graph, it's going to cross over a lot similar, yep. a lot faster. Uh, I think that's a decent way of graphing it. Oh, uh, maybe the injury graph would actually be uh, linear curve this way.
1: Oh, sorry. For what linear. competitive or for
0: for competitive athletes?
1: So, con- linear curve downwards. Oh, sorry. For for, for
0: uh, uh, someone every, who's steady, steady, steady every
1: day. Yeah, I think as, because stimulus is never getting to the point, it's always fairly minimal for training for longevity. Like, stimulus is pretty minimal. I think the load, isn't it? There'd have to be, there would be some sort of crossover point on the graph where injury risk would then cross below training stimulus, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. But in saying that, it's
1: very hard to plot those. You can't really plot those two things on the same XY. I I think
0: you could. Because, like, on the, on the steady, tra- steady
1: state... This classes. is no longer the uneducated opinions podcast, yeah. by the way. <laughs> on, the, on the,
0: like, if you were to graph, like, training for, like, health and lifestyle, injury risk would just track underneath it, like this. Cause Depending anytime, on how, anytime, proper anytime, training. You yeah, because yeah. anytime you just decided to stop training, um, your injury risk would go up,
1: right? So you're talking about if it was a relative graph rather yeah. than necessarily an actual yeah. numerical value. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe. I don't know. No, I think that makes sense, And for then for sure. the competitive
0: one, uh, the lines will be like this close together.
1: Yeah, yeah, really riding that envelope.
0: Because any time you go over, you're more likely to injure yourself. Yeah. And any time you go under, you'll probably fall over.
1: Mm. Can you ever train with an almost zero injury risk? No. No?
0: I, I, well, yes, I guess you can.
1: And are injuries just a way of sport? Like injuries just... Unfortunately, there's just times where like, You can't look back and be like... In non-contact sports, you can't look back and be like, eh, maybe I overreached a bit here. But something just happens.
0: Well, I think human error is the paradigm of sport. So, like, you can't not have... Like, if you took the human error out of it, it would no longer be sport. Yes. I was having a really cool conversation with someone the other day about... uh, you know, like they're bringing in like video refs and video whatever, and I was like, you know, why don't they just take away the human refs and make it like an AI that, you know, like good lift, bad lift, easy, like in in weightlifting, Mm. that would be very easy to do. Mm. And I was thinking like, um, yeah, that was good. And then what he said was, you know, maybe that is actually a bad idea because the human error, Mm. even in refereeing, is part of the sport. Mm. Uh, and if you take away the humanity from it, then it's no longer I think
1: maybe it's part of I think maybe it's more part of the culture rather than the sport. True. But like in and, rugby what I, and stuff. Yeah, but what I mean by that is not a culture not culture on field is you would almost take away from if you're looking at professional sport or even social sport, the ability to then yell at the ref. go off the pitch. And have a whinge about something that happened on the pitch. Yep. If everything that happened on the pitch was always perfect by the book, call all of a sudden you take away a whole aspect of controversy with sport, and then that takes away what people can talk about.
0: Yeah, and like, that, but that's what generates interest in sports, right? Character, flaws, media, yeah, for sure, all of those things.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like if there's nothing the media can report on in the NRL, um, like if they stopped hitting women, then what would they talk about?
0: That's completely true, hundred percent. Like, I'm already bored with the NRL now because of that. Yeah. Like, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, That's did
1: you see? Um, you see, there was a good Batuta Advocate article the other day that was like um, off season starts early with a flurry of punches thrown, a flurry of haymakers thrown outside a Balinese nightclub. Because did you see one of the players yeah, was over there? Yeah, it's um, like the season's been over for like. Six weeks, man, and you're already getting yourself in trouble throwing punches in Bali. That guy's
0: massive. Huge. What is he, like 7'2 or something? Yeah, something
1: like that. No, he's not that <laughs> big. <laughs> he's, he's big, though. He's big. He's like 6'9 or something. That's, yeah, yeah crazy. Like, who, who who
0: tried to start a fight with him?
1: Don't know. What idiot walks
0: up to someone and it's like, hey, mister, fight me?
1: Mm, it's probably more, His he life. walks up to <laughs> someone and goes, hey, mate, fight me. And start swinging because that tends to be how NRL players work. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah,
0: fair enough. Yeah. Huh.
1: I Maybe say that from us. my high. I say that from my high and mighty union standpoint. Where <laughs> I'm like, we never do anything wrong, but that's not true at all. <laughs>
0: Why? What do union players do?
1: I reckon they almost do everything that uh, the others do. It's just better covered up because they're, as a general rule, slightly more intelligent.
0: Uh. Yeah, fair enough.
1: They're not dumb enough to do stuff. Or do you think it's
0: less in the media because it's like a shitter sport as well? I don't shitter know. Shitter
1: sport or less covered sport in this country?
0: Well, isn't that what shitter sport means? No,
1: I think we drag... I think we drive less... I think union drives...
0: I used to play union as well, though, by the way, just to let people know. <laughs> I wasn't good, but I play it.
1: <laughs> I think union drive, it drives... It drives less media story, but it probably drives less media story half because of that reason that, like, there's not as much stuff for the media to report on as far as people doing the wrong thing. But also, you're definitely right in saying, like, rugby league participation is much higher in Australia than rugby unions is. But even rugby league is on, like, a steady decline.
0: Um, so rugby league isn't really played all over the world, No. Right?
1: It is. So England has the league, but, like, England has a league, but they play cricket, soccer, and then rugby union, and then rugby league. Yeah. It's not, like... Or sorry, I should probably say soccer, cricket, rugby union, and then rugby league, like yeah. way down the bottom. Um, New Zealand and South Africa. There's other countries that play rugby league, but they don't really play rugby league. You know what I mean? Like they all have Do you know have the history of
0: rugby? Like what came first, union or league?
1: Rugby league, rugby union came first. Rugby league had the first had the first World Cup though before we did, okay. I believe. Don't quote me on that. I have looked it up before. And I'm pretty sure that's the way it works because rugby league players always, or people who socially enjoy watching rugby league, yeah. um, always argue that league came first, but it didn't. It was like an it was it was an off branch of rugby union because tradies and stuff couldn't afford to go and play rugby union at a uh, university, yep. which is where it came from. Ah, it was always a rich boys. It was the rich boys uh, sport. So it's like
0: lacrosse.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
0: Do you know... Have you ever played lacrosse?
1: No, but it looks really hard.
0: Apparently, lacrosse is a crazy, dangerous sport.
1: It seems it. It's it's like hockey, but the ball's constantly flying through the air instead.
0: And I think you're allowed to cross-check people. So you're allowed to, like...
1: Not whack. That's not what a cross-check is.
0: Yeah, well, it's essentially (laughs) what a cross-check is.
1: A cross-check is in ice hockey when you can check someone so checking someone is like bumping them off the puck or bumping them off a play but a cross check is when you use the cross of your stick and check them like that rather than a shoulder or an elbow
0: I'm pretty sure you're allowed to slash as well
1: yeah you're allowed to pick axe them like with the <laughs> upside of your stick <laughs> in hockey hockey's really interesting well ice hockey is like um, obviously is Shannon's yeah I really like ice hockey okay. like Shannon's obviously played ice hockey for years and years and years and I never realised that like those movies like Goon and stuff where there's actually players that are on the team as the fighter, so they will come on to sort of like disrupt an opposing player's like good shooter, for example, Yeah. like disrupt him, piss him off, and then the other team's fighter will come on and it'll literally just be, oh, the other team's fighter's on, all right, cool, so we're meeting in the middle and taking our gloves and helmets off, okay, cool, so we're going to go do that, and they just get in the middle... Sticks, gloves, helmets off. Start punching on the refs. Just circle until someone hits the ground, and then that's it. All over.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. I don't think it's like that as much here anymore, or uh, anymore or even or in the yeah. NHL. Yeah, uh, it used to be really big. Definitely, I really enjoyed Goon as a movie. Yeah, uh, it's very funny.
1: <laughs> Goon. What's that movie where they walk into the locker room, and it's? Uh, I feel like it's about football. I don't think it is actually Goon. Maybe I'm getting my stories really mixed. but And the coach is walking around the locker room going, no fighting, no fighting to each player. No fucking fighting. And then as they're walking out, one of the players stands up and just knocks the coach out and they all walk out on the pitch. Yeah, maybe
0: it's like
1: Mighty Ducks. No, it's not Mighty Ducks. (laughs)
0: Which, if you're looking at like the best ice hockey movie ever... It's up there. uh, What do you reckon is the best ice hockey movie? I mean, a lot of people will mistakenly say Miracle... Because they're all like, oh, if you're a fan of the sport,
1: that's a big deal. But I think it's <laughs> D two. Is that Shannon? Is that Shannon says that? Maybe. The <laughs> I've actually never seen Miracle. Ah, okay. Is it a good movie?
0: It's alright. It's not D two. Okay. Mighty Ducks two. Mm. The greatest
1: ice, ice movie hockey movie film ever. ever made. I think Mighty Ducks has to be at top. Like, it's great.
0: Yeah, but D two is when they learn how to knuckle puck. You know. It's. A I haven't seen it. Highlight time. of my childhood. Is it? Yeah.
1: Really like that movie.
0: I really like D two.
1: You see that? Uh, D
0: three is rubbish.
1: I actually think uh, maybe the Tooth Fairy.
0: with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yeah, that's that is the
1: best uh, ice hockey movie ever. That is a good pick. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Can't even argue that. And uh, <laughs> what's his name? Who's the skateboarder that's in that as well? Because it's a Disney movie. Um, Ryan Scheckler. He's yeah. in that as well. He plays like the young player that comes into the team.
0: He's a, he was a good skateboarder when he was young.
1: Yeah. I don't know if he's still a good I don't know if he's skateboarder. I, 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 oh, this would have been three or four years ago that I actually managed to flick to the X Games once when I was at home. And he was skating still. But again, that was three or four years ago, so who knows if he's still skating now. Skateboarding seems to be one of those sports that there's guys that have been hanging around for a long time. Like Hawk? Like Hawk. He doesn't skate anymore though. I listened to a Rogan podcast with him a little while ago. Was it yeah. good? No, not a Rogan podcast. A uh Whiskey Ginger one. Did you listen to that uh, Nikki Glazer one that I sent you from him? No.
0: On his? No. no yeah. I, I also
1: haven't listened to any of Daniel Sauce's stuff yet either. Which uh, I for.
0: Terrible. Well, you know, if if you have listened to the whole of this podcast, I feel like I should give you some recommendations of stuff to to watch or listen. Uh because if you for some random reason, like what we're talking about, this stuff's a lot better. <laughs> um, go to Netflix and watch Daniel Sloss's live shows. Mm. And then, what was the podcast you recommended?
1: Oh, uh, the Whiskey Ginger podcast. So that's Andrew Santino. He's a comedian. Who um, you think is very funny? I think he's very funny, yeah. And uh, I think
0: is, is, he's a comedian. <laughs>
1: You're, he's what a lot of comedians think about other comedians Like, yeah, he does comedy <laughs> Can he's you really a... do comedy?
0: Or are you just funny? You know who's very funny? My sister Is she? Yeah, she's super funny Funny enough to me, be
1: professionally funny? Probably
0: uh, And it makes me Do so you think sad. you're funny enough to be professionally no, funny? No, and that's why it makes me so sad Because you wish you were Because I just wish I had any of her skill sets <laughs> <laughs> And she's younger too yeah. So it's just hard to know that you are first, but you're not the best sibling. Are you the best sibling out of the three of you?
1: We'll have to wait and see what Josh does. Uh, he may... Uh, surprise you all? He may surprise us all. He may end up making enough money from YouTube videos and gaming. So Does he have
0: a YouTube channel already? Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah, I don't know it and I won't be shouting it out. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um,
0: but like, do people
1: follow him? What does he do know. on the YouTube? I don't know. He just posts... like. Occasional gameplay videos of him playing Fortnite or something. Yeah, okay. Or Call of Duty. What's
0: Fortnite? I don't know what it is. Don't you know? No. Were
1: you ever into gaming? No, not really. I think not I played
0: really. RuneScape for a week and I was like, nerds. Nerds. And uh, then lost all my stuff and got mad and mm.
1: stopped playing. Hey, are you planning a trip anytime soon? Sorry, I'm about to go way off topic.
0: Uh, to, to where?
1: Anywhere. No. Have you got anything coming up? I'm thinking Bali in March.
0: Yeah, I don't go to Bali for obvious reasons. Oh, okay.
1: Fair. Thailand in March. I could
0: go to Thailand, Thailand? maybe. But, uh, Kush is coming here in late Feb. So, does Kush want
1: to come to Thailand? (laughs) She doesn't need to see her family. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: she's coming for a wedding.
1: Yeah, okay. Whose wedding?
0: Uh, a friend's from over there.
1: And they're coming over here? Like
0: a friend's from over there, but they're Aussies.
1: Ah, okay, so they're getting married. Yeah. In so, that,
0: so that's what people do. So if you expatriate, you go find other Aussies, become friends with them, mm. and then you just hang around Aussies.
1: Yeah, so you literally leave the country to go to get around. away from Australia, to go hang out with people that did I'm the same Australia. thing.
0: Yeah, and, but miss Australia as well.
1: Yeah. Why would I you ever? I don't know whether if I'd ever want to actually live somewhere else permanently. Or if I did, we talked about this at lunch the other day. Yeah. If I did move somewhere, say if I moved over to America or something like that.
0: Please don't leave me.
1: I would want we'd have to figure out how to do this online. <laughs> yeah. um, I would probably want to come back here for like retirement or for yeah. later life. Like, I don't really think I'd want to live anywhere else. Is it raining or is that the plastic expanding? No, it's just respects? expanding, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: I think Australia is the best place to to live in the world uh, in terms of, like, benefits and how, like, we're set up. Mm. It's Our Medicare and medical system is so mm. much better than...
1: Our public health everywhere. system. It's so funny how many people complain about the public health system over here but have absolutely no concept of like I don't have a concept from experience but I understand from talking to people that have experienced healthcare system in other countries how much better our public health system is compared like we're supposed to be like maybe number two ranked healthcare system in the world what's number one Sweden? Sweden or something somewhere where it's completely subsidised yeah I don't know it might be one of those countries yeah it's somewhere in Europe definitely Northern Europe I think yeah is there anywhere in Europe that you really really want to go?
0: I'd love to go to like any of the European. I, I haven't traveled Europe.
1: Mm, neither have I. I want to um, do it though.
0: So I would love to go to Sweden, mm. uh, Netherlands. I'd love to go to. Apparently, Ireland is really nice.
1: Apparently, it's awesome.
0: And the people are amazing there. I think uh, it really I've depends. Got obviously, two Irish blokes that come here. Do you? Yeah. And they're hilarious and <laughs> I love them.
1: <laughs> I'd love to meet more of their kind. <laughs> <laughs> we had an Irish boat that came to um the mcgrath's hill gym for a little while paul paul Paul, he was really funny he was a good guy good laugh but yeah island's supposed to be really really nice what kind of holiday are you though like do you go away i think i know the answer to this but you can tell everyone do you i prefer if i'm going away i'm generally going away to feel like i don't have to do anything whereas i feel like a lot of people go away and it's fine like I go and do that as well but there's like an itinerary of things you have to see while you're away and for me the whole idea of going away is like I don't have to do shit because I'm away I'm not at work so I don't have to do anything but if you're with those types of people you kind of feel like oh come on we still got to get up early so we can go and see this this and this and I'm like no no we have to get up at 10 so I can go sit by the pool and have a beer. Like I don't have to get up. That's why a lot of my trips are like places like Bali, Thailand, Fiji, yeah. Vanuatu, because they're close. I can go over there for a week and a half and just do nothing for a week and a half. Yeah. Whereas if you go away with people that really want to go and see everything, which I think is probably what you're like, it's very hard to do that.
0: Well, I was going to ask you, what do you think I'm like?
1: Yeah. I think you are more of a sightsee kind of thing. No. No? I'm,
0: I'm a real, like I'm pretty chill, man.
1: Generally, You yeah. have to
0: think about the person that I travel with <laughs> who's
1: generally cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's what? And
0: she loves to, like,
1: go do to everything. Okay. Which is cool,
0: because, like, I'm way too lazy to do, to do that myself. Yeah. And I have, like... And that's why I'm with her, because mm. she compliments me. She, yeah. you know, takes me on adventures that I would, yeah. you know, not like to go on. She makes me stay in hostels when I want to stay in a five-star resort. Like,
1: really? Yeah. It goes the other way. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, and will, I have
0: heaps of fun because uh, like, I'm hanging out with cool people.
1: Yeah, that is cool. See, I think that's where maybe because any holiday you've ever gone on, you've been with Kush. Yeah. And then you seem like you're always out looking at different Are you not finished that beer yet?
0: Not finished. It's just, I'm just trying to take any little scraps because I'm really, I really like it.
1: Yeah, it is good. And I
0: was thirsty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I feel like we haven't tasted a beer yet that has made me actually go, Ugh. like Well, we'll we have, have
0: Olds next time.
1: Olds, yeah, that'll make me go, uh, for sure.
0: We'll do it at night time, though. Olds is a night time beer.
1: by a campfire.
0: Not a daytime beer.
1: Mm. The fire pit will be done out the front of my house soon.
0: Okay, let's do that. Mm. Or maybe if we do it on Saturday night, or... Maybe
1: we should do it after the open finishes. Oh, yeah, okay. And then we can actually have podcasts, have two or three beers on the podcast. Cool. Yeah, so it's good by the fire. I feel like if I'm sitting around the fire doing the podcast, I'm going to want to have more than one beer. Yeah. Which is fair. Anyway, back to traveling i feel like because you've always traveled with kush and all the photos and stuff that come out you're doing stuff all the time but i feel like now i realize maybe that's just because yeah. kush has made you those things because i'm exactly like that as well i'm lucky with the people that i ended up on that america trip with yeah because any spare time that we had if i hadn't have been with those people would have been like i'll relax now and mm. do nothing whereas some of the people that I was with kind of forced me to be like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to have a look at that? Okay, yeah, I'll go have a look at that with you. Yeah. So I got to actually go see some cool stuff that I would not have gone and seen on my own.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I still do stuff. I'm not, like... And it depends where I'm going. Mm. Like, Vancouver's not a place where you just, like, chill out
1: by the, by pool. the pool. Yeah.
0: Because it's, you know, it's green. It's, it's a very, like, you have to be out in nature place. Mm. And, you know, if you're on that, you know indica sativa hybrid yeah like, you're not you're not feeling like you need to sit down and sleep mm. you just want to what were around. the
1: dispensaries like in vancouver they are
0: amazing are they uh, they're so professional like you walk in someone's like hi what are you looking for today mm. and i'm like weird <laughs> and, and they'll be like okay like tell me a bit about yourself, what are you planning to do today, are you looking for something to relax, do you want to go to sleep, do you need help with, uh, like, you know, inflammation or, uh, whatever, and I'm like, I don't know, I just, you know, usually Doug helps me out, (laughs)
1: like,
0: um, and then there's like an iPad, you can go through all that. Also, is
1: your Australian weird dealer really named Doug?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, I don't want to throw him under the bus, um, so you go through the iPad and there's like all these flavors. Did you know that diesel is a flavor of weed? Like yes. people look for that?
1: I didn't know that, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's weird. That's I was like, weird. who chooses diesel
1: mm. or burnt toast? Mm. Did you only have hybrids while you're over there?
0: No, I did have a Sativa and uh, Indica, Indica
1: as well. Indica. What did you like more?
0: The hybrid. I just like What did you like more sat- between Indica oh, and Sativa?
1: Or did you have them in their own appropriate circumstances? Yeah, so I, think was,
0: I, yeah I think it was like... It, okay. It's just like beers. It's so
1: circumstance-like. best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I can drink even a shitty beer in the right circumstance. Yeah. And still be like, ah. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, I drank a VB with you, so... It's the company that makes the, the beer.
1: is good, okay. I have a VB by myself at home. That's fine. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. And that's probably why been. you don't
0: get any work done.
1: <laughs> He's too busy being a bogan. <laughs> Bogan's don't sit behind the computer. Uh, we've nearly finished that uh, front yard at home as well now.
0: That's cool. I don't know where your front yard is. Like, I...
1: Ah, uh, fair. Like, uh, you, the veranda, you, where the pool was. Okay.
0: Because yeah. uh, I'm just like, where does your front yard start? At the yeah. top of the hill? <laughs> oh, when you say, I finished it, I'm like... Oh. Mm.
1: We went after... Um, I nearly, intentionally ran over the neighbor's cat.
0: Really? The other day. Was the cat killing chickens?
1: No, it wasn't killing chickens, but the night killing previous- Killing dogs? No, but uh, the night previous-
0: Who was it killing then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the night previous, the dogs had been going off all night. Um, like 11, they woke me up. 12, they woke me up. One, they woke me up. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Anyway, as I was coming down the driveway, on my way back from work, I saw a cat sitting in the middle of the driveway, and I thought, because we have ferals out there as well, uh, and from a distance, I was like, feral. And I was like, kill it, because get rid of the ferals, because they're going for the chickens, that's what they're yeah. there for, and because the dogs kept me awake, so fuck the cat. And um, anyway, got close enough to it, and we went, that looks pretty domestic, but not kill that. Texted to the neighbours and it was their cat. Yeah. So it would have been a good story to tell them after running over the top of their cat. Uh, what well, did it not move out of the way? That's how I thought it was probably domestic because I got yeah. close enough to it where I was like, hmm that seems... So you is...
0: pick it up or did you just leave no, it? No, I
1: just left it. Ah. Um, it actually took off up the driveway once I got out of the car and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, you're disappearing up the drive now.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Well, we're at like almost an hour. It's mm. probably a good place to leave off.
1: Yep. Um, just because I forgot last week when you asked me about giving people a shout out, Big Mike as well, Mike Abel, you remember Mike? Yeah. Big Mike. Per. He's messaged me a couple of times after podcasts. Big Mike
0: listens to this? Yeah,
1: Big Mike listens. I love Big Mike. It. In fact, I think he might even...
0: Be li- our only li- listener?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he might even link share his phone and watch the YouTube video on his phone. On his TV, sorry. That is amazing. Mm. Really Big good. Mike,
0: Thank you, I Mike. hope you can squat well now.
1: Yes. He deadlifted uh, 200 for the first time the other day.
0: Fuck yeah, Big Mike. Which That's is- an amazing feat. Yeah. Getting to that 200 kilos, I hope you feel as good as I feel for you.
1: Yeah. Because that's really, really cool. Especially when you have to move the bar about seven feet.
0: Yeah, you basically deadlifted
1: 400 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> you have to move it twice as far as me and your deadlift still heavier than mine. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a
0: big deal. Like, you've been training for like two years... Steve's been training for like six years. Two years. years. He's been
1: training for like four years.
0: Okay, four years. Steve's been training for like 18 years and he still (laughs) can't deliver 200 (laughs) kilos. (laughs) Uh,
1: What a dick. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Listening to Uneducated Opinions podcast number six, you can find me at stevenorman250 on Instagram.
0: Find me at trainwithandy on Instagram.
1: Uh, You can find the Uneducated Opinions podcast on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and then all our links are in the link tree on our instagram bio
0: for sure guys make sure you subscribe if you're watching this on youtube and click that notification bell so you know when the next episode is up new episode happening
1: every week every week
0: as long as we can keep the roll going
1: yeah um even if you are not listening to it on youtube go on youtube and subscribe anyway
0: uh, oh yeah that'd be really nice because i'd like out. to see that to pass that zero
1: yeah two, <laughs> i'd really like to hit single digits sometime soon <laughs> <laughs> all guys thank you I <laughs> do